You're listening to the podcast, Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here's your host, Carlos Avalon. I should have asked you for your number, and if you'd like for me to go, because I think I really like... Here I am, starting the second season of Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Glad to be back. Believe me, I'm glad to be back. What have I been doing during uh, the break from uh, the podcast? Well, um, a little of this, a little of that. Um, some things I've loved doing, some things, well, you know the saying, you do what you gotta do. But still no shows or live performances yet. One thing I have been doing is uh, the music program, actually music therapy program at a care home, um, Barbara Residential Care in the San Francisco Bay Area, Fremont, California, to be exact. And um, uh, I enjoy that very much, uh, spending time with the guys I work with. And it's officially music therapy for them. But let me tell you, it's been my therapy. I've enjoyed that so much uh, once a week doing that with them. Um, I may not be performing live yet, but get ready. We have got songs coming out. Um, old releases, tangible on, on albums or CDs that were never released online, on iTunes, uh, uh, Spotify and all of those streaming services. So get ready and new songs. So they are coming. And one person helping me to make all this happen is my very first season two guest. For many years, he was one of my, uh, the members of my band in Atlantic City when I was performing at the casinos there, um, mainly Harris casinos, ah, the prime of my life and career. He was my bass player, but he's also one of my record producers. But above all, folks, He's my dear close friend, my buddy, Rich Kurtz. Hey, you, Carlos. <laughs> thank you for thank you for the kind words. I couldn't agree more. Oh, let me tell you, you are uh, you are one of the most important people in my life and keeping my career alive. And uh, I'm so glad that you're doing this for me. And I know your time is precious. And here we are now. Let me tell you, how did you? get into the music uh, uh, business and the music career. And uh, also, how did you eventually get into producing? Yes, I was thinking about that. I knew you would ask that. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I think you'd probably laugh and agree, but music kind of chose us, didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. In my case, of course, coming from third generation musical family, I, I almost had to to get into it. <laughs> well, and my mom and dad played and loved music, too. They both played piano and, you know, always music on in our house and music lovers. My mom always sang in the choir, whatever wow. she was in, was always in the choir. So so you got into you like know, school bands and um, or how was that? Yeah, I mean, I think it shows you. But, you know, yeah, when I was a kid, listening to music and the rock music of course it's a funny little story i'm sure i've shared this with you but in case i haven't you know enjoying early rock music i was a big alice cooper fan led zeppelin uriah heap these are really old names oh no but no we know them all <laughs> fortunately and it's something that needs to get better back in those days 
schools had a really good music education program oftentimes. And I had a wonderful music teacher and band director, two different people, but I was getting very interested in playing and learning how to play electric bass early on, you know, (laughs) had a teacher started learning before I got into the serious learning. Oh, that's great. I had a great music teacher, Carlos, and you left and she recognized all that. And she exposed me to Bach and Beethoven. Oh, oh no, I know. Music I, scores to Beethoven, <laughs> and I didn't know how to play upright bass at that point, but I tried to learn how to read it because she was teaching me how to read music. And uh, when she exposed me to Beethoven, it literally changed my life totally. Well, that's my um, that's my <laughs> next question because I know you, and I know how versatile you are as a musician, a producer, the kind of stuff you've done, but I'm still trying to figure out after what 30 years of our working together how can you feel and be great at country music rock and roll you're a rock and roller rich but then again you're beethoven man uh, what do you call him well, beethoven uh, you know, this is classical something my music friends, no, i say all the time <laughs> beethoven being the first heavy metal musician it was a logical combination <laughs> oh wow beethoven didn't have guitars but if beethoven had guitars in those days he would have been a heavy metal musician if uh, you look at his use of dynamics and aggression and beauty in the next breath and to, uh, i've often called beethoven a rock musician and that's what appealed to me as a kid who loved rock music. Wow. Hey, all of you millennial, <laughs> uh, to all my millennial listens, check out Beethoven. What did you call him? Oh, you listen used- to Beethoven's <laughs> Nights. I mean, if that doesn't change your life, but be- any of the symphonies, the third, the fifth, the seventh. Oh, wow. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, you know. Now, you used the name, <laughs> you used the name for him. What was it? Beethoven? What did you call him when we were? Beethoven. I just, I, I say I call him the first heavy metal musician. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. And uh, yeah. you are great at all those styles, country well, and all I, that. I, I, my finishing the story, my high school teacher who exposed <laughs> me to Beethoven changed my plans as a high school student. Eventually, I went to Boston Conservatory for college yeah. because of her. Uh, and that's when, I, you know, I learned up, started learning upright bass and worked very, very hard. And I was able to get in there. And then I worked even harder when I got there. Yeah, and so I guess the rock and roller was just natural, and then she put in you the Anderson classical music, right? Correct. But, yeah. you know, I liked back in those days, there was something called progressive rock, which me and yes. all my friends were way, way into, and they were all influenced by all the, the heritage of classical music. That's so very it interesting. was just a complete natural progression to me. That's a wonderful connecting uh, metal, rock, and heavy metal, and uh, progressive well, rock to classical like yes. music. Yeah. That's, you know, all the bands like Yes and Genesis, they were all so influenced by the classical music that influenced me. So, Oh, well, well uh, listen to Bohemian uh, Rhapsody, uh, oh, the Queen. I mean, all that... <laughs> It's, that was that whole movement, but yeah. it was all influenced by the classical composers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. And also you... So it all makes sense to me, Carlos, in uh, my twisted... Uh, no, no, no. That's, uh, that's true. And uh, when people hear, we'll get uh, to it later, when they hear my piano albums and how you've orchestrated that, there's your classical influence. And that's a complete connection. Absolutely. absolutely. It's all the same thing. 
And also, you've played in orchestras that were backing up um, at big showrooms, backing up stars such as the great Pavarotti and so many other big names. Tell us about oh, yeah. that experience. Well, just, the, you know, so going to Boston Conservatory and Ooh. sitting in the middle of an orchestra as a bass player and hearing melodies coming from everywhere around you wow. inspired me to do all of that. Hence, fast forward. Atlantic City in those days where you and I met was such a oh yeah work haven. It was above and Vegas on um, um, it was happening. Coast. Yeah, and uh, because I was classically trained and I could read music very well, that's what gave me all those work opportunities. Because as a union musician, when Harry Connick is coming into town, who's someone I played with, you you given the music in the afternoon for a rehearsal and four hours after four, you do the rehearsal and two hours after that you do the show in front of 4,000 people. Absolutely. So you have no time to learn the music. If you can't read it, you get one rehearsal and then you do the show. Oh, so the yes. classical, the orchestra training, let me do all that. So those days in Atlantic city were, you know, those decades Heyday. in Atlantic yeah. city yeah. were yeah. so lucrative. I mean, yeah. Look, so I mean, I got to play with Ray Charles, oh, who's wow. gone, but I I have memories of playing with him like I played with him yesterday. Wow. Peter Cetera, the, the lead singer from Chicago, the original Chicago, yeah, and Michael yeah. Feinstein and George Benson. Jackie yeah. Ivanko is someone new, and the list could go on and on and on, and I forget all the names. There were uh, so many. Bernadette Peters, it just goes on and yeah. on and on. And Pavarotti, I remember you were Pavarotti working with me. You were doing my show, you know, the lounge, um, and then you got to send a sub. And I ran over to what was the Taj at the uh, time. And absolutely, him, right? and you backed up Pavarotti, and... Uh, and um, I remember you saying he was kind of already like for the sound rehearsal. He came in in the wheelchair or something. So he, he was, was already health, not, his health was not that great. And, yeah. you know, it was really only a few years before he passed away, unfortunately, yeah. I guess. Oh, wow. So but when he was on stage singing, you know, you I mean, would never know. Pavarotti, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And, uh, but, oh, you know, let me connect that to what you and I did when we're playing your gig. I mean, all that piano music we did was very quiet i mean we had the limited orchestration as we had four musicians on stage but yeah. we were trying our best to cover that classical oh music yes and, and you, you and felt what i was after and that's why my vocal style as a singer is one thing my piano style is uh, very symphonic very orchestrated totally. and, and that comes from my early training which was classical i never played a, sure. a real song till i came to america my first four years of piano was nothing but yeah. the technique you oh, know of and, course uh, so i guess Playing with all and that those suited you well for a career, hasn't it? I yeah, mean, I have to that. admit the piano is the foundation, the nucleus of my act now. Um, so I guess playing with all those big stars is not that much different from backing up Carlos Avalon. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's all the same musical experience. Oh, right. All right, right on. I feel I play, right oh, up know, there. And then people say, "Do you get nervous?" It's like, no, I enjoy it. 
Uh, of course, you heard, <laughs> I played at Carnegie Hall with with Dame Shirley Bassey, and it was sold uh, out. Oh, oh, Shirley Bassey, yeah, yeah, amazing. And you know, and Carnegie Hall, when it's a full place, and they hit you with that first applause, it almost knocks you out of your chair. Oh, but yeah. rather than be nervous, I thought to myself, I remember being on stage thinking, "Remember this." Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I am so lucky, so lucky. <laughs> that you believe in me and uh, you're Absolutely. you've been a great help in helping my career and you know you're now a member of the philadelphia symphony orchestra how's that going i'm playing not in the not in that main orchestra i'm part of the bay atlantic symphony we're outside oh. of philadelphia oh yeah and, closer and to where we are you are atlantic city yeah right and we play with a lot of musicians that all cross in those paths yeah uh, i would be I would be a luckier man if I was having that opportunity. Well, but, let, um, let's hope that your story you're saying about the reading music, let's hope all my uh, younger friends that are great uh, um, musicians learning and already playing in bands, but all by ear, let's hope they, they heard you and realize that getting into reading makes a whole difference if you want to be a professional. It's how everyone in the real world, I met, this is when I've taught day students. Yeah. I, I've lectured this into where I'm there, so I'm tired of hearing me say the same things over and over, but learn how to read music because everyone else that plays every other instrument everywhere in the world reads music. Absolutely. <laughs> the and professional that's people, no one in... No one has ever handed me a guitar tablature chart on a real job. They absolutely. Read, read music like everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, uh, um, uh, you also, of course, um, um, uh, studio musicians, you go into the studio, they give it to you. Well, good right. pay. And, and, and I've played yeah. on hundreds of national jingles and all that. And yeah. I was handed a piece of music and <laughs> right there on the spot. And then of course I know, you know, you think some stars don't read the music at all, but they're a needle in the haystack. They made it through the cracks, but to they survive, made it through their sheer talent too. Yeah. All, yeah well, you know, yeah, but I mean, if you or I could write a melody like Paul McCartney. Oh, then, oh uh, yes. I, I, true. Luckier. True. But you know what I mean? <laughs> they, uh, uh, that's, uh, uh yeah, they become stars, but all of us middle-class musicians to make a living, well, you, you got to be music. The word I've always used is yeah. I am a working musician. I've made Absolutely. a career out of being a working musician. I'm uh, not a star. No one knows who I am, and I'm fine with that. I'm happy that I'm still working. Oh, no, <laughs> I know who you are, and now my listeners know very well <laughs> who you are. Now your listeners do. Now, let's get into... Well, speaking of, can I tie into something? Speaking of, please go listeners on spotify and apple music and youtube and and listen to stuff i've recorded so can i talk about that for half an oh hour? absolutely oh, <laughs> did you say for half an hour <laughs> you could for an hour yeah. but wish I, we had the time you know what why don't we do this um let me play one of the songs that you produced for me because after we hear that, then um, I actually uh, wanted to ask you all about your own music. And believe me, we're going to talk about that. So, Well, that sounds, the, the problem with you and I getting on the phone together is neither of us can stop. Oh, I love it. You're just like me. And uh, I always say it, even on the podcast, I tend to talk and talk and talk. And I love the conversations with I guess with that's you. why we hit it off 35 years ago. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's right. It's 35 plus now. 
I featured oh uh, this song before, and it's a favorite of my fans. And let's have the folks uh, hear a song that Rich, uh, Rich produced, but also arranged. I wrote it, but uh, Rich made it beautiful. I think you should know. What an arrangement, awesome. and you kept you kept it simple. And um, thank you. I give you a standing ovation for that song. Thank you very much. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> you also produced uh, my uh, vocal uh, song, um, "How I Love You." It, uh, people love that song. It's it's probably one of my most streamed songs. Unfortunately, I didn't write it. It's a cover song, so I can't play it on on my own yeah. podcast. It's. Um, you know, oh, we're not right. going to get into all those copyright, copyright laws. Law. <laughs> um, 
Mm. Uh, uh, now, also, you did, uh, you produced my uh, O Pianista, Volume 1, uh, Piano Album, yes. and that demonstrates all of your classical training in, in the orchestra backing me up. And, uh, oh, by the way, that's uh, um, coming out. It's never been released online on the streaming, so it's coming out this oh, summer. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, oh that's, yes, that's yes. And um, so, um, uh, great. So, now, now I interrupted you before we went into my song. You were starting to talk about your song. So, um, oh, I would love to do that. But, yeah, I am so proud of our, our OP Anista album. I mean, that's really something I'll always, always enjoy and be very, very proud of. Oh, my fans love it. And thank you so much. So, uh, here we go. Hopefully, well... You know, you know, we got another one in the works. I'm going to get to that. Hopefully yeah, uh, we can get to volume two. But I let hope me so. talk about some of the cool stuff. So, well, first of all, you made me think of Dave Baker when you talk about copyright laws. Dave Baker is a jazz guitar player uh -huh. that plays nylon string. And our music airs on XM radio so much that we're actually making, you know, we're making some money with it, which is really, really nice. Good for And you. the bigger deal, we're being heard by people all around the world. Oh, uh, yes, we I... only right now for the last several years have been recording covers. Yeah. But so we, you know, have to go through the Harry Fox and everything that you have to do to do that. But it, it, it's, it's brought us a large listenership. So that's, that's pretty rewarding. Oh yeah. I, I hope that, the name recognition from some of those people will pull them into to some of i i am involved in instrumental music which i guess wouldn't surprise well, you uh, no i love your album tell us about that album ancient visions i love where can people get well, it pam pamela whitman and i work together and enjoy working together very much and we've written a lot of really good music we're writing all the time wow. we put out the album ancient vision a few years back And the writing process and the creative process is not quick. Oh, uh, I know. We've been Believe working me. <laughs> on a new CD that we're about to release called Ocean Heart. And it's all ocean theme Ooh. music and music about being by the beach and who doesn't uh, love being by the beach. I was born on an island. I'm going to love that yeah. one before I even hear it. <laughs> the title. And, and we were lucky enough to work with a famous Peruvian pan flute player named Cesar Villalobos. And... Uh. and That album is out also. So we can, you can find the music if you search for Pamela Whitman or Rich Kurtz. It'll come up either way and you will see two CDs out. There's about to be the third one, which will be Ocean Heart. But we're on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube and everywhere that you can stream music well i am um, all that stuff but uh, it would your your face and name will be all over my social media you know as we promote i'll make sure this. you have the links for all the cds That's, yes uh, please do and make sure that i'll make sure that my uh, fans which has been the case every guest i've had so far has noticed a little um uh, bump a little bump uh, yeah yeah that's, so that's fantastic My friend, so I'll, that's I'll make fantastic. Sure you have all those links for your website also. But um, one thing we're also really excited about, and I don't want to take too much time talking about me. We're uh, coming up. We're working with a famous, famous traditional Lakota flute player who's literally the last player of the traditionally tuned Lakota flute, Kevin Locke, and he's very, uh -huh. very well known and very big on all the streaming services. 
Kevin and Locke. my co-writer Pam, and she met him in the South Dakota Symphony when she was in the South Dakota Symphony. Wow, wow, that's um, also a very trained musician. So it's it's we're so excited. In March, Kevin will be performing on the East Coast. One of his stops is at Stockton University, which, as you know, is near to me. So oh yeah, the big theater while, there. While I know it well. To perform there, he's going to spend the day before in the studio recording as long as we can stay awake and record everything we can possibly record. Oh, that which is amazing. Me, when you were in Atlantic City last time, that's when you recorded all the piano tracks that will become the piano bass that, that are the basis of what would become the second piano album, if we can get that done. Volume two, yeah, yeah. Volume well, two, so you there's know. a perfect transition into bugging you about that, but uh, well, you know how badly I want to finish that. Well, and, uh, well, here's the... One thing, I could die tomorrow and the piano tracks are already recorded so you can release The majority <laughs> of the music is recorded. We just need to add the melody instruments and flutes and buy a couple violins and that Oh yeah, stuff, but it's got to have our our feeling orchestration and symphonic feeling about it. And while well, you know the story, my my big uh, money gigs uh, started disappearing and the pandemic I, added to it. I so I ran out of money to finish that. <laughs> I said, you know, I can relate to that because COVID did the same thing to me, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So as far um, as live performance, as far as live performance. Now, yeah, you, you know, kept the studio going. Yeah. Yeah, I was busier than I've ever been through that whole period in the studio. So thank yeah, God for that. Yeah, because alone in the lucky. studio, everything can be done remotely now. And that's kind of what also saved my my being uh, was the podcast, yeah. because I got yeah. into the podcast when I couldn't perform. And like and I said I'm, I'm earlier, so still I'm not. I'm so happy for you to have that. And oh, yeah. you're such an interesting fun guy to listen to talk. So, I mean, it's a perfect marriage there. So uh, well. for you. As are you. And I'll tell the folks, uh, your wife, uh, Lisa, is the voice that uh, uh, takes out the podcast every single episode. That's so right. And, they'll and see a that fine, connection fine to classical player. Oh, what an she's amazing She's played in the Philadelphia Pops. Right, she's, right. She's got quite a story to tell. Well, too. there, there's <laughs> a there's a duo, uh, double guest uh, podcast coming up after your you your go. next album is done. Listen, well, this is this is fun <laughs> to get to talk to you. So, if you want to do that? I would be thrilled to come back on. We could do it that way. That would be that would be fun. We will listen, my friend. I know your time is precious. I want to thank you so much for everything. I'm so lucky between you and Michael Adele. Two great producers good, with good great guy. history with with big names that uh, uh, believe in me and have never given Absolutely. up in me. And I let's hope the best in the recording studio is yet to come. So thanks Absolutely. so much. Thanks so much, my friend. As, as I told you privately, the problem with you and I getting together on the phone is that the time will go real quick and we'll we'll just be getting started. Uh, absolutely love it and uh, thanks to all uh, thanks to you Rich thanks to all of you for listening and um, if you like what you heard please hey buy me a coffee buy Rich a coffee you'll find uh, I drink a lot of coffee you better watch out yeah well me too <laughs> and uh, my friends will find the buy me a coffee link on all the that's artwork a, that's a the great podcast. way to support people I'm aware I'm a big YouTube watcher and that's a really good way to um, support things thank yeah. you um, buy me a coffee uh, dot com slash Carlos Avalon and uh, 
Um, if they buy me uh, a few, uh, I'll send you a couple, okay? <laughs> I mean, espresso. Oh, uh, yeah, same here. That's <laughs> it for now, folks. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Please join us again in two weeks for another episode of Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Now it's not a silly thing.